you took that away from me. My body. I became your property. A slave to your love. I put your wants first and thinking I was wrong for not wanting the same. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I just hit my head. (laughs) Fuck. I'm literally so clumsy. Okay, good morning. And welcome back to Cry Later Podcast. Happy holidays. If you're listening, this is coming out a week later, but I am recording this on Christmas Eve. And I'm super excited to share this episode with you. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here along this journey with me. Cry Later Podcast is a podcast that opens dialogue around conversations that aren't always the most easy or comfortable to have. We are working together to break stigmas, to break boundaries, to knock down all walls of reality, and to open our minds before we open our mouths and learn to accept one another for who we are in our natural state and in all states of this emotional journey that we're on together. And we are accepting one another as we are and allowing people to come as they are. So if you are here, I'm proud of you for taking the first step towards opening your mind and becoming a safe place for other people from all walks of life, for being willing to hold someone else's hand along this journey, to move from a place of love rather than a place of lack, and to cultivate a headspace that thinks out of abundance. Welcome. I'm so proud of you for taking this first step. Proud of you for being a part of this journey and for being a ripple effect in this world and spreading that energy to others around you. In this world where it's so very needed, thank you for helping elevate the collective consciousness on an individual scale so that we can reach a global scale. Thank you. And if you're returning, I thank you as well for doing all of these wonderful, magical things in this crazy world, for carving out some time for yourself to listen, to think, and to then be able to act. Thank you. I am really excited about this episode. This episode is pretty juicy. It is about all things relationships, you know, whether it be romantic relationship, friendships, relationships with family. This has a lot of good information you need to be able to navigate through the difficult situations of relationships and understanding that people are their own individuals and the things that they do to hurt you are not always a reflection of you, but most often a reflection of them. And it's learning to understand that and 
just breaking down the way that plays out. So buckle up and get ready for this juicy episode and grab your agua and drink your water throughout this entire episode and take that energy into your day and keep nourishing and nurturing your body. Water is so vital and important. As I said previously, we are made up of almost entirely water. Our water helps our body in so many ways. Get educated, read about it, learn about it, tell everyone in your life to make sure they're drinking their water. And that is the first step to becoming a healthier human. Okay, so let's just get right into it. We seem to replace our brain with our hearts. But there's so much still left to learn. We can hold space for both and allow ourselves to think logically while dealing with what our heart is facing and having that separation of body and mind. Even after being hurt, you still are you and epitomize the qualities you have. Don't let anyone find you where they left you. Heal. The healing starts by moving on and focusing on you. When someone hurts you, it has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you in all actuality. There is nothing you could have done to change what they did to hurt you. People are who they are and they are going to follow their intentions, which is why I always say it's such a good idea to take things slow and find out what those intentions are. Whether it be in a romantic partnership, a friendship, or a family dynamic situation with an existing family member who maybe has been there all along and you're setting new boundaries, or a family member that you're reconnecting with years later, or even someone who may not be direct family but plays that role of a parental figure or a guardian. No matter the relationship, it's important to understand the dynamics and the intentions and what roles you play in one another's lives and thus the expectations you have for one another. It's a form of respect. You need to understand that if someone wanted to work on something with you, they would have came to you to work on it. It is not you. It is a character flaw. For someone to be able to not be able, not sorry, (laughs) to not be able to communicate that with you. And we also have to understand that the people in our lives don't know what we want. Humans cannot read minds. You need to voice your needs, your intentions, your expectations to other people. And we need to learn and understand that people are loving and acting in a way that they're familiar with, with their upbringing. And yes, we do all have the power to change that in our own lives by healing and recognizing our traumas 
and building from them and moving on and letting go of old stories. But not everyone has gotten there. Some people can reach that place on their own. And then there are others who need guidance. It may take people their whole lives to get to that point. Others, you may get there sooner. And that's why it's important for us to help people if we have the energy and space to do so. And that's why we cannot take it so personal when other people are not able to meet us where we are on our journey. And thus, understand that it is not a direct reflection of us, but more often than not, a reflection of them and who they are. On the flip, there's a possibility that they didn't know how to communicate what they may have felt or didn't feel the space was safe enough to do so. But either way, they chose to commit the actions they did. Someone who lies, cheats, or belittles you was most likely that before you came into the picture. So do not allow people to project, deflect, or gaslight you into thinking you were the cause of their actions. Really sit with your thoughts and reflect on situations to understand what is going on. You don't always need to put a label. You don't need to say everyone is gaslighting you or everyone is belittling you there doesn't need to be a label for everything but you really need to sit down and feel the energy that arises within you after certain situations and interactions with the individuals in your life and the best way I always recommend doing this is after you've spent some time with someone make sure you have some alone time to sit in silence and stillness with yourself and reflect on how you're feeling do you feel uplifted do you feel good after seeing this person or do you feel more negative do you feel just off and this uneasy unsettling feeling in your gut how do you feel and that's not to forget or to mention that there are going to be times where You may have this wonderful person in your life that at times, after hanging out with them, you might not feel the best if you had to have a difficult conversation. That's besides the point. I'm talking about when you're always hanging out with them in everyday scenarios, in the day-to-day life. How do you feel after seeing and interacting with these people, after talking with them on the phone? People have free will and the opportunity to communicate their needs and leave if they are not met. So their actions that impact you were avoidable and therefore not justifiable. And I think that's where people get things twisted a lot of the times. People don't understand that humans have free will. And I think when people start realizing that, It really gives this different type of power over a situation. Seriously, to just understand that you can get up and walk away from a situation is really 
one of the biggest lessons you can learn because once you understand that for yourself, you have full reign and sovereignty over the things that happen in your life. You can leave if you need to. And in understanding that, you can also find that people who hurt you had the ability to do the same. If they didn't want to be there, they didn't have to be. And they could have opened that conversation to you and discussed that rather than lying or cheating or belittling you or other people. And really, the people you surround yourself with, take a note of who they are, you know? If you're surrounding yourself with presenta, like gossip, and people who choose to be a part of that, what do you think those people do when you're not around? You know? Do you think maybe they could be having those same conversations that they do about other people, about you? And that maybe though, even you have a good hangout with them and you feel good after seeing them, that maybe when you sit down and reflect, maybe in retrospect, you may have felt good, but you still had this unsettling feeling. Maybe that's what that was, you know? Our bodies, our mind, our energy, it's so, so sacred. It's so sacred. And that's why it's so easy for us to pick up on energy. A lot of us have those abilities, but we don't cater to them. We don't give them time. We don't recognize them. We don't follow them. Humans today... We are so disconnected from our intuition that we really just can see so much clearer in so many situations, but we choose not to. And that's why this is the point where we need to take ownership. And you cannot walk around being a victim all the time to these people that you claim are hurting you when you're the one allowing it. And that's where I'm going to say that this episode could get triggering. And I don't want anyone listening to get defensive. Trust me, I've been there before. I'm sharing this information because I've been there. And I want you to avoid it or to be able to get out of these situations. Connect with your intuition and really learn to read people's energies so that you can be proactive, so that you can utilize your intuition as a preventative method for getting hurt so that you can protect your sacred energy. Don't start thinking there's things you could have done differently and feel the need to prove that you're a good person to someone who is willing to lose you and hurt you. Do not forget your worth. Don't take anything into the new year that does not serve you. Do not. Seriously, every day is a new day. Start today, start now. Don't use the new year as an excuse to change your life because you can literally be doing it the moment you wake up, the moment you're deciding to change your life. Whether you're sitting at work, you're sitting at home, you're out with friends, wherever you are, 
The second you have that thought that something is not right and it's not serving you, let that be the moment you change. Let it be. Because you need to be the change you want to see in the world. That you want to see in your life. It starts with you. There is never going to be a perfect moment. Like I said on last week's episode, there's never going to be the most idealistic, perfect situation that was planned to a T that is going to make it acceptable to start or to do that thing you wanted to do. Whether it be making your life better, fixing the relationships you have in your life, there's never going to be a perfect time. The sooner you understand that, the better, because the sooner you can start. So, with this new year coming up, start now. Get a head start. But no matter when you do start, no matter when you feel ready, just make sure you're not taking anything into this new year that doesn't serve you. Because this can be your year. But only if you let it be. Only if you allow the things that fill your cup into your life. Move forward. Don't look back. Keep the momentum going. You don't need something you already had. You need an upgrade. Forgive yourself for not knowing better, for not setting boundaries, for lack of self-respect, for giving too many chances for not accepting people for who they showed you to be and for not speaking your truth and holding power to your worth and respecting that. Seriously. Like, that was a lot to take in and let it sink in. You need to set boundaries. You need to have more self-respect. Do not give too many chances. People are taking advantage of your kindness. Seriously. Don't let them. Your time and your energy is sacred. Why are you going to keep repeating the same mistake over and over again? When are you going to learn from your lesson? Seriously. Accept people for who they're showing you they are, for who they're showing you to be. You know? If someone is telling you that they don't want a relationship right now and you're just stuck on this person, you want to be with them, go inward. Understand what they are saying. Because you know what's going to happen. You're going to keep pushing. You're going to try to get into a relationship or some type of situationship with someone who's telling you they don't have the energy for that right now. And you're not respecting their boundary. And you're going to keep pushing. And you're going to end up in these situations You know, why aren't they calling me? Why aren't they answering? Oh, they're out all night partying. They're not making time for me. They told you that. They told you 
they weren't ready for this. Stop pushing it. Because you're closing the door to people who could want you, to people who could want a relationship and all the things you want. And then you're going to be stuck in this situation with someone, literally battling them, going against their wants and needs. And, you know, maybe eventually you'll get there and you'll get to the point where you want to, but you're going to have this broken foundation and then you're going to build a relationship on top of it. It makes it so much harder. You know? Don't do that. Respect people's boundaries. Don't act from a place of lack. If you're finding one person and you're set on them and set that you want to be with them immediately when you meet them, that's a red flag. Because you're thinking from a place of lack. You're thinking from a scarcity mindset that there is no one out there better for you than this person that you just met. Do not be desperate. I'm sorry, but do not be. Do not. We've all been there, and it's okay, and it's not something you have to beat yourself up about, but it's something you need to understand. You're closing your door to other opportunities out there for you, to people who do want a relationship at this time. And it's the same with friendships, you know? If a friendship is just moving out out of its season and it's just not clicking anymore, don't keep forcing it, you know? Don't keep forcing it because in the end, you're just going to be stuck in this situation where you're making time for someone that you don't really want to make time for, that you don't really feel that connection with or with someone that makes you feel misunderstood. You're putting so much time into that cup not realizing that this other person you just met out at a music event or a cafe or, I don't know, at your one of your favorite places that they've been actually needing a friend right now and that you guys would get along so well, but you wouldn't know that because you haven't made time for them or you haven't been available because you're fe- filling all of your old cups. Make room for something new on the menu. You know, give it a chance. Be open. Be open to the situations and the people that present themselves to you. Get smarter. Do not walk your path to enlightenment holding resentment, bitterness, hatred, jealousy, envy, so much more. It's going to weigh you down. Relinquish your rights to situations you cannot control nor have desire to. Let go. Let people learn the lessons they need to. Be their biggest lesson and teacher. Show them your worth by your absence and do not allow them access to you. Like I said, your energy is sacred and has no use being tampered with. 
Stop letting people fuck you up. When you reflect on who you're losing your mind over, crying, losing sleep, stressing out, don't play victim because you allowed it. You chose to see Levy and Rose and let things go countless times until they felt that was your new standard and that it was okay. You set that intention and standard for them. Tell me on the inside, you didn't know something was off on the inside, that your intuition didn't come through for you and you chose to ignore it. How would someone who's never experienced your love, your light, or love and light similar to what you have to offer, be able to provide and reciprocate that energy to you. Be patient for what's magical and for what's ready for you. And when you decide to move on from these situations, feel your feelings. You still have every right to be sad, to be angry, to be lonely. And with that being said, we don't have proper vocabulary for our feelings. So get into, un- get into the groove of understanding how you feel before you get into your next situation so that when you are there and you have these feelings that arise, you can properly communicate. Because saying you're sad or angry all the time, it doesn't really give someone good insight into what you're actually feeling. You know, you may say sad, but maybe you're actually feeling betrayed. You may say lonely, but maybe you're actually feeling abandoned. Those are two different things. You might be feeling abused, bullied, coerced, provoked, manipulated, unseen, etc. Feel it all. There's so many feelings and there's so much we need to learn about communicating those feelings and being able to express them in a way that helps people make us feel more seen and heard. But feel it while keeping your head held high because you're making space for better things to come. And I tell you, keep thinking that the whole time. I know looking back any time I've gotten out of whatever situations it may be, you know, whether it be with relationships or friends, I say this because they're all so similar. They're all so similar. And any time I've gotten out, I just always remember being that person to beat myself up. To think I was in the wrong. No matter how dirty someone did me, I always found a way to justify that it was me. That I was the cause of it. You know? And I would beat myself up, tear myself down. You know, wondering, what could I have done differently to change their actions? You know, could I have been smarter? Could I have been hotter? Could I have been more attractive? Could I have given them more space? Should I have not given them more space? Should I have been closer? 
you know, your mind goes down a rabbit hole and it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And that's why in the earlier episodes, I gave you tools. And if you haven't listened to those yet, yet I recommend you going back because I give those tools for you early on so that when we're going over the lessons, like in this episode that comes up in life, you have the tools for when you're reacting to be able to slow down. So when your mind's going down that rabbit hole of what could I have done? Who could I have been differently? How could I have acted differently? When your brain is just not stopping, pull out those tools you've learned. Sit in silence with yourself. Meditate. Get into yoga. Do art. Go boxing. Ride a bike. Spend time with friends. Read a book. Watch a movie. Make a new recipe. Go to the places you love. Don't let your mind wander to what could have been. Stay in the present moment. Circle back. Be here now. Because that's all you have. You only have now. And as I was saying, there's no use thinking of what you could have changed. Because no matter what you would have changed, that person still would have been a liar, an abuser, a cheater, a gossiper. You know, we're just not ready for your energy because that's the truth of it. If you were able to go back in time and change the things that you're thinking would have made the situation better, you would find yourself in the same outcome. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. You know, unless it's a situation where you really were a direct cause of the actions, which only you will know by reflecting, no matter what, that person was going to do what they wanted to do. It's a reflection of them. And I know I get repetitive sometimes in these episodes, but it's because you really need to drill these things into your head. It's like I look back on all the times I got out of situations thinking I could have changed or done things differently. The only thing I could have changed was raising my fucking standards and letting someone know my worth and that I'm not someone to fuck with when it comes to that. You know? And I know that now. I went through all of those hardships, heartbreaks, whatever you want to label them as, to get where I am today, to understand how love can build you up or destroy you and how sometimes we confuse the type of love that tears you down for the right type of love, you know? Some of us grew up in situations where we weren't able to learn that love was something that 
creates endless opportunities and makes you feel whole and full and warm. You know, some of us grew up in households with manipulation, emotional abuse, you know, and when that happens and you get older, if you weren't able to do the work and learn that that's not the truth, which you mostly learn from getting into similar situations, you associate emotional abuse, manipulation, codependency, you manip- you learn to believe that those acts are acts of love because the people who loved you and nurtured you and raised you held those qualities. And so you grow up thinking not even knowing, just subconsciously, if you're getting into a situation that's not good where someone does emotionally abuse you and someone is manipulative, you don't see it. You're seeing through rose-colored shades. You're painting the red flags pink because you don't know any better. And it's not your fault, but you, you are the only one who can change that. And it's easier said than done, but it's definitely going to be worth it. And with that being said, you don't have to cut someone off completely. You can share your emotions with that person who hurt you. Ultimately, it's your experience and they're not going to feel what they did to you as deep as you feel it. So you need to consider... Is it worth giving that energy to someone who will not understand? That's for you to decide. I think sometimes under particular circumstances, some relationships are worth sharing, but you need to be honest with yourself when they are and when they're not. And you need to preserve your energy for the ones that are and for yourself so that you can keep healing on this journey. I feel that... I'm personally in a place now, Will, where I will not waste my energy trying to understand why someone did something that would blatantly hurt anyone, let alone someone like me who feels as deeply as I do because of all my close people in my circle know the deep emotional capacity I have and that I am extremely sensitive and we need to understand too that people who are quote unquote sensitive, there's nothing wrong with them. And I personally like to use the word or I like to describe it as having a deeper capacity for emotions. I think that sounds better than saying someone is just outright sensitive because that's all it is. I'm not sensitive in the ways people think. It's just that I have a larger, much broader understanding of emotions and I feel them so deeply to the point where I carry them with me on my shoulders 
whether it be mine, the people in my circle, or the world. And the people in my circle understand that. They respect it. They cherish it. They love that part of me. And they would never make me feel guilty about it. And so that's why I know if someone were to blatantly hurt me in a way that they knew would hurt me, you know, I know. Is it worth it? Is it worth talking over if you're doing something that bad that you know would hurt anyone, let alone the person that you're close with and and you know like the back of your hand? I don't know that it's worth it. For some people it is, and I have had situations where it is worth it, you know? And I put in the work that I feel I need to, to try to work through that with those individuals. And you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But that's for you to decide. Be very selective with what you're allowing. Have a standard. Set that boundary one time. If it's crossed again, that's it. Make the call. Make space for more time with yourself or people who understand you. But I've been there for years. I've had so many situations with so many different types of people who have just crossed me. And I have a no tolerance zone now. I do not hold space for that. I make that clear in my relationships so that people have the opportunity to avoid those situations and thus an open space to communicate. And I don't want to come off as someone who, you know, the second someone does something wrong, I'm not giving them a chance and cutting them off. It's not that, trust me. For one, my friends and I, my, my partner, my family, we don't really fight, you know? We sit down and we have adult conversations when they're needed. It's also understanding that not everything is an argument. When you use communication and nonviolent communication, you realize that we're taught everything is an argument, but it's not. Communication is a preventative method for arguing and fighting and moving from a place of, of lack and anger and letting anger get the best of you and thus impacting your actions and what you do and how you react. Communication can prevent some of the nastiest situations. So when I say I have a no tolerance zone, it's for situations that are just like out of control that you couldn't even imagine yourself being in. That's what I mean. I have a no tolerance zone for that. I hold a safe, sacred space for people who can come to me and tell me they feel that something's wrong or they're uneasy about something that involves both of us. And I'm always willing to open my mind and my heart to what they have to say and to take ownership for something I may have done to make them feel that way. You know, more often than not, it's not something inherently bad or that was meant to hurt someone. 
But if it did hurt someone, someone I love, I'm going to take ownership for that, even if I didn't mean it that way. I'm going to give them my perspective. And when we sit down and have those very mature conversations and can let each other talk without interrupting one another and hearing one another's side, it just makes both parties feel so safe, so heard, and so seen. And it makes us stronger. You're going to run into bumps with anyone. There's always going to be bumps in the road. And those bumps are what make relationships and friendships stronger, for sure. But only if you create a sacred space where those conversations could be held for a plan to get over those roadblocks and those hurdles. But for situations where you express that's what you need and people cannot do that and they choose ways that are just not the best way to approach a situation, that's when you have a right to choose what you allow into your life. And I recommend that you be very selective with that. Because you fool me once, fool me twice, don't let it happen. Let communication be your preventative method for all situations that may dim your light. The most powerful thing you can do is recognize that you're going to get through this and not letting it weigh you down anymore. Let go so you can make room for the blessings that are trying to reach you. Take time and learn so that you don't carry that baggage into your new friendships and relationships. Don't be afraid to voice your triggers, concerns, or even to share some history of what you have gone through that you may still be struggling to let go because the last thing you want to do is take out that old anger or sadness on someone new. Like how would you feel if you're getting into a a fresh new start, you're a few weeks in, you've gone on some dates or you've had some good hangouts with this person, you're having such a good time everything's been good, nothing's been wrong, you know in your heart, mind, and spirit you've done nothing weird, sketchy, or hurtful, and then out of nowhere, this person comes at you. They don't trust you. They have all this nonsense. Even though you both went into it with the best intentions. It's not going to make you feel good, and you don't deserve to deal with that. So understand why someone else wouldn't want to if you're doing that to them. That's why you need to heal before you move on. You know what I'm saying? Don't self-sabotage. You're going to unconsciously push people away and then feel that you're in the same situation you were in previously that you started so fresh and you were trying to prevent in this new situation. Everyone does the same thing to me. People always treat me like this. No one cares about me. It's you. You need to change. 
or you'll attract the same people in the same situations. Learn to move on from the people who hurt you and do not allow them to be the thief of joy from your present life, from your present being. Be here now. And I'm not saying this is easy. It's, it's so challenging, you know? And I, I practice what I preach, but I catch myself in these situations too. I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm not perfect. You aren't. No one else is. But we are all divine beings and we have the ability to work towards that. To be a place of light. To be the light in the world. It's not easy. And that's why I'm sharing this with you. Because I want it to be easier for you. I want you to learn it sooner than later. I've been in these situations. I used to be that person that would walk around thinking negatively in my head. You know, like, damn, there's something wrong with me. There's just something wrong with me. I attract these people who don't care about me. Men who don't have an emotional capacity to understand my feelings or to even want to. Friends who just want to hang out with me for a good time, you know, because they know I'm a good time to be around. They know I'm a positive energy and a positive influence, but they don't want to spend the time. You know, they don't want to be there for me when I need them, even though I'm at their becking call. You know? Friends who don't want to go and chase the sunset with me. Who don't want to have conversations about changing the world and making it a better place. Partners who want to romanticize their lives. You know, and recognize our love languages. And utilize those love languages towards each other. You know, people who wander, who can't feel committed to one situation. People who can't understand who I am and that I'm so strong and independent on my own that I don't need to be with them all the time. You know, whatever it may be, I've, I've been through it all. And I would always play victim. You know, why me? Why doesn't anyone get me? Why am I like this? thinking that I actually needed to change who I was for these people when in all reality, I just needed to raise my standards. I needed to revoke their access to me. You know? I allowed that in my life. No one else. Me. In every awful situation I was in, I allowed it. Because if you are with someone who wouldn't do that to you, it wouldn't happen. And when you connect with your energy and your intuition, you will know the people who will respect your wants, your needs, desires, and you will know the people who don't have that intention. Get in tune with yourself. Hold those boundaries tight. 
Feel your feelings, fill your cup, then move the fuck on with your head held high. Be the same person that you want to be with. All of this time, you've been looking for you. Do not lack the self-awareness to hold yourself accountable to what you allow in your life and how you allow those in your circle to treat you. Don't settle for temporary love. Stop lacking the discipline and patience you need to attract the love you deserve. Don't get mad at people who are vibrating at their frequency that you were aware of. At people who are being who we knew they were in the first place. Take time to recognize people's qualities and that you may just not be compatible with that person. And spend time with yourself. Be the person you want to be with. If you want someone who buys you flowers, who takes you on cute dates, who chases the sunset with you, who makes dinner at home, who likes to light candles. I'm talking down to a T. It's a science. Everything you want out of a relationship, give that to yourself first. Because you're going to be reminded of how fucking amazing it feels to be taken care of, to have your wants and needs met, to feel heard, to feel seen, to feel loved. You're going to feel that from yourself. So the moment you're not getting that from someone and you know they're not going to put that effort in, you know, their absence can't mess with you because you're like, well, I still got me and I know I have my back. Get to that point. Be the person you want to be with. And I guarantee you will attract that into your life and your next partner and your next friendship. Whatever the dynamic is, you will attract that. I'm telling you, I've been there. I've done it. I'm there. You know, I'm with someone who gets me. And it's not always easy. There's going to be times where you don't understand each other. It can't be perfect 100% of the time. But I'm with someone who's willing to sit down and hear me out when we feel like we're misunderstanding each other, who's willing to work through it, you know, who chooses me at the end of every day, who chooses our love and our relationship, who helps me romanticize it. And we learn from one another all the time. We teach each other our wants and our needs and we respect it. And it hasn't always been that way. You have to learn. You have to get there. But you have to find the person that you're willing to learn with. Because not everyone is worth learning with. Not everyone is worth holding their hand and walking them home with. You have to decide that yourself. I have friendships where we just romanticize our lives together, you know? We talk about traveling or we do travel. Even if it's just an hour away to the beach. We have picnics. We take film pictures. We light candles. We make art. We make food. 
we talk about our deepest heart's desires, if we write something that feels so pure and great to our heart, we share it with each other. We respect each other's boundaries, you know? We don't emotionally dump on each other. We ask, hey, I need, I need you right now. Can you hold space for this? And we're always there for each other. We're family now. You know? It's like I'm so thankful to have the people I do in my life and to have the friends that I have who get me and who when they don't are willing to learn. I remember wanting those things. You know, I remember having friends where all we would really do is is party together or just drink socially together. And I would have fun, but it was like I said earlier, I would have fun and I would feel good after hanging out, but there was something missing, something unsettling, something that felt just emptiness, like a skinny type of love, you know, like surface level love. And now I have rider dies who I literally can be my absolute unapologetic self with. I can be goofy. I can be sad. I can be angry. I can be my raw self and they love it and they accept it and they're there for me. And me doing that, they have a safe space to do the same and we've really just cultivated these sisterhoods, these brotherhoods, these amazing circles of all different individuals from all walks of life who love different things and still find a way to connect even though some of us are polar opposites. It's literally so amazing. I have a filing cabinet of friends. I have a friend for everything, and I love and cherish them all, each and every single one of them. They hold such an important place in my life, and every single one of them, I'm so proud of what they're doing in life as well. Like, they're really going after their dreams and the things they want and not settling. They're moving from places of love. Like, if you ask me who one of my friends is, I can literally go on and tell you something amazing about them and what they're doing to chase their dreams. And I love being surrounded by people like that and people who are so open-minded that they're willing to hear anyone out. I love that. I love that for myself. I'm so happy and grateful. That's what I'm grateful for today. I'm thankful to have a circle of people who move from a place of love. It's fucking amazing. Bring romance into your friendships. Like when you feel like you're missing certain things, don't fall into something that isn't meant for you. Don't fall into a relationship because you're bored and you just want someone. And you want to experience those things. You know, open the dialogue in your friendships. Get romantic. You know, friendships can be platonic. It's like you don't need a relationship. I feel I feel like a lot of the times we put so much pressure on the relationship we are with our intimate part- partner that we put so much pressure on them to meet all of these requirements and expectations and it's like 
I don't want to feel that pressure to meet all of those things for one person. I can't. I know I can't. Everyone has different needs and we all have so many needs. Who is one person to meet all of those needs when they have a whole ass life to focus on themselves? When they have their own goals and dreams that they're chasing. And then I'm like, yeah, you have to do all of this. You know, set standards. Yes, there are certain things that you need met in your intimate relationship. And you should be able to voice that and that person should work towards meeting those for you or finding common ground in an agreement for that so that, you know, it can be met, that need can be met. But, and when they're basic needs, don't allow someone to make you feel like you're asking for the world when they're really things that just aren't, that just really aren't that big when they're trivial things. Because I've been there too and it's not a good feeling. So also be wary of that. But either way, there's so many amazing things and needs that you have that can be met in your friendships that don't need to just be pressured onto your partner. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a lot of friends, like I was I was just saying, like we do a lot of romantic things. Like we go and see sunsets together. We have picnics. We paint together. We read books, poetry. We light candles while doing so, you know? And I've like got my, my needs met in some of my closest friendships too. And I feel like it's amazing because to be romantic doesn't always mean intimate. To be romantic is to stand in reverence with someone and share that deep appreciation for the fleeting moments in life that have so much power, magic, and meaning. Being romantic doesn't always mean, you know, something more, something deeper or dirtier. It doesn't always mean that. It just means you're standing in reverence together for respect of all things that exist. And you both recognize that and you like sharing those things together. There is nothing wrong with that and having that with other people. You know, a lot of my girlfriends and I really romanticize our friendships and it's, it's just, it's so fun. And it doesn't just have to be your girlfriends, you know, whoever it is, your guy friends, your non-binary friends, your gender fluid friends. Whoever the individual is, it's okay to share fun situations with them, you know? Like, even my groups of friends, we'll all go out and it's like just a fun, big old date. Like, we're going to a nice, cool restaurant, having some drinks, getting into deep conversations sometimes. Like, that's romantic in itself, too, and that's in a group setting. It's really... It's, it's really about shifting the perspective on what romantic means. Romantic does just not mean a relationship. So maybe learn to shift your perspective on that a bit. Because romanticizing your life just makes life so, so worthy of all it has to offer. So 
So really, really learn to bring romantic, romance sorry, into your friendships when you feel you're missing certain things. And stop thinking from a scarcity mindset. You know, if you cut corners with yourself, so will others. Start loving yourself the way you want to be loved. Don't be easily accessible. Become exclusive and more desirable. Don't be desperate. Your divine, your light, your love, your softness. And, you know, think actually, think. What's the cause of why you feel you don't deserve that and why you accept people treating you from a place of lack? Because there's been plenty, plenty of times when I did not recognize my worth and what I had to offer and what I would accept that I would never think of accepting now. And I'm still learning, you know, but sometimes these amazing people would come into my life and... I would be so fucking scared and wouldn't know what to do because I felt unworthy of the amazing opportunities and love that they could shower me in. And I was just like, how how could someone even do this? Like, I had all of my insecurities still at bay, you know, and I wasn't getting on the ship without them. But I knew I couldn't get on the ship with them because I knew that person wouldn't deserve that, you know, so... Really think when these good friends or partners, potential partners, come into your life offering you the world, why do you feel you don't deserve it? You need to do more work, you know? Maybe even have that conversation with them. Really, we're all adults now and we need to accept being open to helping people heal if we have the space for it, if we think that they're worth it, and if we're in a place where we can afford that and we can afford to give that energy to someone, you know? But if you need to leave, leave. You know, because I see that too. Some people are in relationships so long that they're just scared to leave or they're just scared of what others will think. And it's like, if you need to leave, leave. Do not worry what anyone else will think because they do not matter in your life. At the end of your life, when you're six feet under, nothing mattered. What mattered was what you did with your life. It's your life, you know? And you need to start living like that. Because your feelings and your life matters. And people respect what you're doing and what you're doing that you think is best for you. And that you're respecting what you need out of a relationship. So stop worrying about what other people are thinking. I know it's not always easy. I know some people have kids or you could be married. Or like I said, like you could have been with someone for 10 years. That's like, that's like half of your life. If you're around my age, you know, it's like, don't be afraid to leave if you need to, or to take the space that you need. Love the vessel that holds our soul, or we will deny ourselves of true acceptance. 
positive self-talk is a way to owning your image and learning to belong to yourself. And I do want to say that with noting that a lot of us do run away from relationships that are meant for us because we're too scared to do the work and to show up for ourselves and face our partners or friends. But only you know what is worth staying for. I just want to make sure that you're not taking away from this that you need to run away from everything that's not working out because that's not that's not what this is at all and I think I was recently actually talking to one of my friends about this that you know we run away a lot of the times for things that are good for us because we get scared but sometimes the most scary things in life can be the best things in life and can bring forth the best opportunities and just so much love. So sometimes it's worth it. Descend before you ascend. There's a lot of talks about ascending and transcending, but you really can't, you can't really transcend until you've taken the time to descend to settle down to sit with yourself and your feelings and your mind and to learn and I feel like it's a little bit of an issue in the world today and in the spiritual community there's just all this talk about ascension but learn to really descend first descending is one of the biggest parts of your spiritual journey dancing in your shadows Walk the path to your highest, most delicate self. Don't let someone find you in the same place they left you. And repeat after me. I am the light of my soul. I am bountiful. I am beautiful. I am bliss. I am. I am. And I want to thank you for listening. I'm going to share um, this blurb that I don't know where I found it or read it, but I just found it on my, I found it in my notes on my phone and I felt it was perfect for what I had to share uh, today. And I think it goes really well with what I was speaking to in this episode. There are two people you'll meet in your life. One will run a finger down the index of who you are and jump straight to the parts of you that pique their interest. The other will take his or her time reading through every one of your chapters and maybe fold corners of you that inspired the most. You will meet these two people. It is a given. It is the third that you'll never see coming. That one person who not only finishes your sentences, but keeps the book. And I feel like to sum everything up that I said, that's it right there. And I wish I could give credit to whoever wrote that because it's beautiful. But for now, just bask in the light of what that statement is saying. You're going to meet so many people and 
there's going to be so many parts of you that they love and don't like. But at the end of the day, there will be that one person who gets you and who wants to tag along for your journey and who wants to stick there through the most interesting parts, the parts that aren't the most interesting and the parts that are some of the hardest chapters of your life to get to, to get through. And those are the people worth fighting for and staying with and facing issues with. And sometimes it's hard to do that because you have those other people and you remember those other people who are able to just fold the best parts of you and shine light on those. But the people who can do both are the people who are going to help you reach your highest self, who are going to sit in your darkest moments with you and in your lightest moments. And those people are worth your time, your energy, and your sacred space and light and love. And I didn't plan on this episode being so long. Uh, I do want to start making some shorter episodes. So I'm, I'm going to try to focus more on that. But from the feedback I did get, most people do want longer episodes. If you are not someone who can really sit through a whole thing like that, I would just recommend going back to it when you're ready, uh, maybe listening to part of it at the beginning of the week and the other part at the end of the week. But these lessons are things that I really like to open dialogue around and have dialectical movements. And I just really like to help people do the work and sort through what they're experiencing by sharing what I'm going through or what I've been through. So that's why sometimes these can be hella long Uh, But I really hope that you were able to take something away from this and that you were able to learn and that you were able to see just how much light you hold within you despite other people's actions or ways that they've made you feel. And I hope that maybe you were able to take out your journal and write some things down and find some things that you can share. Maybe you're not going through these things uh, directly but maybe some people in your life are and you can really help them work through some things. So grab someone's hand and help walk them home. Connect with your intuition and just love yourself for who you are. And remember to come as you are for every episode because you're welcome here. With love and light and until next time. Thank you.